When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Dan Myler, host of the longest running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Yo, yo, people, what's going on? Fantasy Football Family. It's another week of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I am one of the hosts of the show, Eugene. Uh, we appreciate you, you know, giving us your ears, your time, uh, you know, here is chop up all things fantasy football. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Fantasy Jeans. That's G-E-N-E-S. You can also find our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. Uh, you know, this was a uh, – it was – a mixed bag of, of football, I would say for sure. You either had like really, really trash uh, matchup, or <laughs> and then you have the rare good games. Um, but the, for, for the most part, like the teams that didn't belong, you could definitely, you definitely saw that. That, that just, right away, right away, yeah. <laughs> they waste no time. But to, you know, to the other hosts of the show, Ike, what's going on? How you feeling? You know, I, I know you saw our Cowboys. I might need yeah. to take that banner down behind me, but. No, I'm all right, all things considered, all things considered, obviously seeing the Cowboys lose uh, in dramatic fashion, uh, it's never easy. Well, kind of numb to it now at this point. Um, <laughs> before we go before we go any further, I can be found on Twitter at just underscore Ico9. Um, but yeah, it was just, like you said, a mixed bag of sh- you know shitty playoff games. Uh, you know, it wasn't really, ex- it wasn't really exciting. It was a lot of blowouts. Um, mostly, mostly academic. You know, the teams that were supposed to win, they won, and the teams that were supposed to lose, they lost. Exactly. Um, all of all the fa- all the favorites covered. All the favorites covered Ex- at home, except, except for one team. <laughs> except for one team. Uh, you know, the you know we can we can we can I guess we can start there. The Cowboys, they just you know they they didn't they didn't show up. You know, at the end of the day, they didn't show up. Um, I know Mike McCarthy was actually in. You know, he did his post uh, season press conference or whatever today. 
and he said that the team was nervous at the uh, beginning of the game. Yeah, he said that. He said that he said he's so you know it was it was pretty much a uh, you know a, a, a tale of two teams, right? You know, one you know one team nervous in the pregame, the other team had a big ass boombox walking out of the locker room. Yeah, so, you know, one team was ready to play, one team wasn't. And guess what happened? You know, the very first possession, the 49ers run game, went right down the field and put put one in the end zone on us. Um, that set the tone for the, you know, for what we were going to see. And then the, the ensuing possession, you know, the Cowboys got the ball first, three and out. You know, sack, you know, it was an incomplete pass. Uh, it was a run and then it was a sack, punt. Um, so that pretty much kind of set the tone for how, you know, the game was going to go and, um you know, Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, man, like we can't say enough about this guy. Like he continues to, you know, to be dominant. Um, it, it may, it may sound kind of hyperbole, but I think he's the best player in the NFL. Just the way that he's used, like the way that he's used, just think about, just think about how he's used and how much of a weapon that he is and how on any given moment, any given, you know, down and distance, you know, he gets the ball and he makes things happen. Um, you know, he's an elite rusher of the ball, according you know, to the PFF and, uh, you know, all the match, all the metrics that they have, you know, broken tackles forced. I think he's number one. Um, you know, he qualifies for a minimum amount of carries, but he's, you know, even better than Javante Williams, who breaks a lot of tackles for, Den- for the Denver Broncos. Um, I think he has like nine rushing touchdowns on the season. Um, and he didn't really start running the ball until what, week three, week three, week three, he had zero rushing yards. Um, and then from that point on, I mean, he's just been, you know, a, a very, very integral part of the 49ers run game. Um, and, you know, yeah, it, that kind of continues. Best player in the league? He might be, man. Like, just think about, like, how he's used and just how how much he affects the game for, for you know, for that offense. Like, it, it, it's, it, it may be – I may be taking a leap there, but, man, like, it seems like every time he gets the ball, he, it's – it's either a house call. It's a it's a big gain. It's it's something he he makes it happen. He's electric with the ball in, in space. And um, that one carry against the Cowboys, where he was surrounded by like four defenders, he cut back and just we you know zoomed between both of our safeties for that touchdown yeah. run um, after that Dak interception. It was just it was a thing of beauty, man. Like I, I I was I was obviously mad that he scored, but at the same time I was in awe because of like wow that guy is, yeah. that guy is a, a force. Okay, so okay, so just to you know, since you, you since you think he's at least the best offensive weapon in the league, I'll might be, might be. I'm not going to okay. say definitively, but I'm saying he might be. Like it's it wouldn't be hyperbole to really just suggest that he's not. You okay, know, so. so if hypothetically, if you're in a in a dynasty draft, how in terms of like wide receiver number or how many wide receivers you think will go that you would have go before him? Um, you would definitely take Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, um, probably Cooper Cup, and I mean, am I missing anybody? And outside yeah. of that, who, who else would you take ahead of him? So you'll take so you'll take Debo over uh, DK, DK uh, Debo over AJ Brown. I think I would because because he okay. he does more he's more versatile than both of them and okay um you know him over Tyreek 
Oh, Tyreek Hill. I forgot about Tyreek Hill. Okay. I would probably take Tyreek Hill over him. But outside of that, like he'd be next up. Like he'd be probably okay. my my sixth receiver off the sixth receiver off the board. Okay. I would say. Um, okay. Because you don't know what's gonna happen with uh with Russ next year. Tyler Lockett is still there, so he's still you know siphoning away targets away from you know DK Metcalf. Um, and as we've talked, we've talked about DK Metcalf over the course of the of the year and how he's kind of faltered down the stretch. But he did have that three touchdown game against the Lions a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. um, but again, you don't know what's happening with Russell Wilson. You don't know what's happening with that offense next year. Um, there's a lot of things that we have to that have to be sorted out in Seattle. But we know Debro's role is pretty is pretty pretty safe, pretty secure, and um, the way he's used, man, like it's just. It 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 wouldn't be it it's it's not really hyperbole to, to suggest that he's the he okay. could be the best okay. player in the league. I can I can get with you there. Um, yeah. One thing that really stood out to me in that in that Cowboys 49ers game was uh, the lack of create the create the lack of creativity in our in the Cowboys offense. Like uh, you didn't see you know early in the season you would see like Lamb and Cooper. I mean they would line up all over the formation. In this game, they pretty much like they both were lined up outside strictly, almost, and you had strictly Cedric Wilson in the slot. I think it's uh, embarrassing. I saw I saw CD CD was in the slot. Um, how many times? Six point five percent. Four. Of four. Uh, he had four. Snaps. He had four. He had four slot snaps and had forty six uh, snaps outside. Yeah, yeah. So he was outside running comeback routes and uh, stop routes and you know the the, the Scott Linehan specials. Yeah, go to the sticks. <laughs> just just to know, go to the sticks. Yeah, just go stop. to the sticks. But you, but you know what's so funny? So um, I was actually watching uh, NFL Live, and they uh, broke down. They had Dan Orlovsky break down uh, the Cowboys and what happened. And we were running this. Literally, our offense turned into the Scott Littlehan offense. Like we were. Like everybody knew that. Uh, once you saw those struggles because they knew we were a sticks team. Like we only ran like all our routes. If we needed six yards, we would run to the sticks and that was it. Like we yeah. didn't challenge downfield. Um, you could tell in the, in the play calling because Dak never threw down the field. Like he was only, I think he only had 10 attempts past uh, 12 yards down the field. He only completed yeah. three of those. Uh, yeah. We never really challenged them at all. And San Francisco was, was one of the worst, teams uh, defending passes over like 15 yards there i think they were bottom five in the league we made it we easy never, we never made it easy yeah. to defend we were easy to defend and we're pretty we've been pretty easy to defend over the second half of the season yeah um you know as as defensive kind of kind of caught on to uh to Kellen Moore and his you know his how how he schemes the offense or lack or in his lack of creativity yeah. You know, it, it's just it just allows them to kind of sit on the routes and, and not leave mm-hmm. any passing lanes open for Dak. Um, yeah. So it just yeah. it was just kind of a you know th- this game was kind of a microcosm of what we what we've been seeing and especially like you know not not to mention the the offensive line was pathetic. Um, you know they they gave up a lot of interior pressures, um, very yeah. very undisciplined. I think we had we we had fourteen total penalties and then half of them were pre snap. Like yeah. That's 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 that starts at the top. It's embarrassing. It's a joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just the, you talking about the offensive line play uh, when we saw Joe Bosa get hurt. I don't know, but a lot of a lot of people don't know. So I have a half brother that's actually in the NFL, uh, Charles Aminahue, and he was traded from the Houston Texans to San Francisco. And if you noticed in that game, it, you saw hit the back of his jersey a lot because uh, they were abusing. He was abusing 
uh, Lyle Collins and Ty and Tyron Smith. And I, it's funny. I texted him after the game. I told him like it hurt watching you uh, uh, damage our tackles like that. And he was just <laughs> he was laughing because he said he was just like basically co-signing what Joey Bosa said. Like we're not scared. Like this like this is not really a hard matchup for us. And that's essentially what he said. He had two sacks and he yeah. played. He played only really only played a lot in the second half when Joey Bosa was gone. So, uh, yeah, you know, just I know just to circle back uh, to look at it, look at it at a fantasy perspective. I think Dallas Dallas has a lot of questions this offseason. Um, uh, so depending on how they answer those questions, I mean, this offense that uh, where that people might be used to seeing the past couple of years. It might not look like this next year, honestly. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of questions that have to be answered. So, uh, yeah. for a fantasy perspective, we definitely want to keep an eye on how they handle Gallup, how they handle Wilson, uh, Cedric Wilson, how they handle uh, Schultz, how they handle the offensive line. Is Kellen Morgan like? There's just a lot of questions uh, in the fantasy perspective for the Cowboys, and then for forty for the Forty Niners. I mean, real, really real, quick, real quick, on, real quick on the Cowboys. One thing you're forgetting, uh, Amari Cooper. Um, oh. We save twenty. We save twenty million over twenty million dollars if we do cut him um, post and designate him as a post June first cut, um, and it'll be zero dead money. So um, that's a decision that you know. That's another big decision that we have on our hands in terms of who to keep because outside of Lamb and Cedric Wilson, I mean, we don't. Our, all of our wide receivers are pretty much, you know, up. It's up. Their statuses are up in the air. It's, yeah. it's something to keep yeah. an eye on. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is obviously his role is safe for at least in the next couple of years. And um, if, if something were to happen to all the other receivers, he'd be obviously the number one. You would, you would, at least you would hope to, you would hope that he's the number one guy. Right. So yeah. um, that that's probably one of our bigger question marks um, in the off season um, related to our receivers and our pass catchers. Yeah. And then on the San Francisco side, I mean, everything is pretty locked. Um, assuming that, Elijah Moore still keeps his role. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell keeps his role, even though uh, they drafted, uh, you know, Sermon higher, even though he he keeps being DMP'd. Um, young, 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 healthy scratch. Yeah, young, healthy, healthy scratch. scratch himself. <laughs> uh, the only really question they have is, do they do they roll with Jimmy G for another year, or do they, you know, turn it over to the Trey Trey Lance? But again, we'll see once you know once. Next year rolls around and we get more questions to more answers to those questions. Yeah. Um, the next game, uh, I guess we sh we can touch on really quick because it wasn't much. Was the Eagles and Bucks? Um, you know, Jalen Hurts looks he looked lost. Like he just didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, yeah. The play calling was bad. Uh, I, I, uh, what's his name? Devont Devonta Smith only saw two tar targets in the first half. He didn't really get going to the fourth quarter after the game was pretty much over. Uh, the run game was nothing. Uh, so the only thing that the only thing that showed up on the offensive side of the ball was Dallas Goddard. Uh, he finished yeah. with six for ninety-two. He should have had more than that. Uh, he dropped a wide open pass, I think, in the he, he second drop, quarter. Yep, yep, yeah, went right through his hands. Quarter. Yeah, right through his hands. Uh, a couple bad balls from from Jalen, but uh, he had a twenty-eight percent target share, but um, ran. Almost seventy-five percent of his routes in the slot, so uh, definitely something to look forward to for him at least next year. Uh, I, I we saw we saw the GM 
uh, co-sign Jalen. He earned a right to be the starter in 2022. Still, don't, I don't know what that means. That that could be one game, and then they yeah. just go somewhere else. We don't know how, what they're going to do with their draft pick. So it's definitely definitely something to keep an eye on for that. Yeah, they have they have picks uh, 15, 16, and 19 in in the draft uh, this 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 upcoming year. Um, you know, on paper, yeah, it looks great. It looks great that they have all those picks, but you know, you still have to hit on them. You still have to do something with them. Um, you know, you can pick all the you can pick all the players you want. You can acquire whatever asset you want with them, but it it just matters what they do on the field. Um, yeah. And and until we see that, I mean, because you know, a lot of teams have had a lot of assets over the last several years, but it hasn't exactly panned out the way they yeah. want it to. You know, you know, the Raiders, uh, the, the the Browns. Um, you know, the, the Dolphins just kind of name, name a couple of teams. Um, they haven't really had that much success uh, over the last several years, having a lot of assets, a lot of picks. So you got to hit on them. That's the most important thing. Um, yeah. And then on, on the Tampa Bay side, I mean, it was just pretty, it's pretty easy for, for Brady and Evans and Gronk. I mean, those are the three guys that, you know, that, that are going to make that offense go. But, you know, um, the run game was pretty, uh, was pretty nice. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn had a pretty good game. I think he had, I think he had a touchdown, I think over 50 yards yeah. rushing. Um, I think his rushing prop was like 46 and a half. And he was well, yeah. over, I think he was over that in the first half. Yeah. Way the third quarter. Um, so that's probably one that's, I mean, if I, I, I didn't know uh, Leonard Fournette was going to be out because um, by the time we did our props, we were under the assumption that Leonard Fournette was going to play mm-hmm. and Keyshawn Vaughn was going to be there. But, and um, then I think on Saturday, Friday, was it Friday? They Friday already, or Saturday? They, they, yeah, no, it was Friday. They, they did not, they decided not, decided not to activate them. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, and then, you know, Mike Evans, who, Brady was just throwing to him early and often. And that was the only, yeah. you know, big, you know, viable receiver he had. And we thought that he was going to see a lot of shadow coverage from Darius Slay, but I, I was watching the game and he wasn't really tracking him. Mm-mm. Darius Slay, I think, was just on one side of the field and they just kept moving yeah. Evans around. Um, yeah. Getting them open against their backup, you know, their their second string corners, and he was just tearing them up. Um, that, I think on the touchdowns, like a thirty eight yard touchdown, he did he did like a deep uh, a deep over route, and I think he stuttered a little bit and mm-hmm. just put the DB in a blender. Uh, stutter stepped a little bit and put the DB in a blender and just <laughs> did a flip into the end zone, which was yeah. awesome. I like I like seeing the Eagles get styled on. Um, if, if the Cowboys aren't doing it, I like the, I like the, I like seeing the Eagles get styled on by the teams because it's it, it just brings a lot of joy to my heart. Um, and then of course Gronk had a touchdown as well. He got his five catches. I wish he got over five catches so I can hit that prop. But we'll take yeah. the push. We'll take the push. Um, you know it didn't didn't hurt me. Didn't you know didn't hurt me too too bad. Um, but you know the Eagles Bucks. I mean that was just it was a mismatch from start to finish. The Eagles were never in that game. It was thirty-one to oh. nothing at one point. So uh, yeah, they just, you know, they 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 looked like they didn't. Even, the Eagles looked like they didn't even belong in the playoffs. No, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> so, no. um, and you know, speaking of teams that looked like they didn't belong in the playoffs, like how about New England, man? Like, <laughs> ooh, Jesus, they 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 got blitzed by by the Josh <laughs> Allen uh, Bills Mafia train. Quick, uh, really quick. quick. Really quick, made quick work of them. Uh, Forty-seven to seventeen was the final score. It was the hell? The score wasn't even indicative of how how much of a beatdown that really was. No, um, you know Josh Allen in those in those conditions, twenty-one of twenty-five for three hundred yards and five touchdowns, and he had sixty-six yards on the ground. Like that is literally like video game type numbers. You turn you like you 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 put on Madden and then you you turn all the uh, you turn all the settings down. 
Damn. So like, you know, like the wet, like the weather, like the weather settings, and yeah. your quarterback <laughs> still just just tears it up. It doesn't matter. Um, he's just like a cheat code. He's like as closest to like a, a you know a cheat code as, as as there is at least right now. The way he's playing, um, yeah. You know, I think I think it was five touchdowns and two. Obviously, he threw two to Dawson Knox, and then mm-hmm. the other he, threw, he even threw a touchdown to a lineman to yep. put the cherry on top. They were yeah. beating they were beating the Patriots so bad they started throwing dildos on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 their thing. They do they that's their thing in Buffalo. They throw dildos on the field. It's weird. But I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that yeah. until I saw. It. I was like, oh, that, is that is that something that yeah, they've been doing? Or I, I had no idea. I literally had no idea. But, uh, yeah. Um, for a fantasy perspective, I mean, if you're looking ahead, trying to figure out uh, in terms of when we talk about underdog, it's going to be a little tricky. Well, yeah, it might be a little tricky because they rotated six different wide receivers, mainly five, uh, majority of them, I think all of them. But Diggs had, I think, five targets. Everybody else had three to four targets. Uh, Beasley was the only one that only had one. He ran the least amount of routes. Um, So uh, just something to keep your eye on. Um, Yeah, only 25. Only twenty five pass attempts, like in three hundred yards, like yeah. that is maximum efficiency. Yeah. You won't have you won't have too many games like that. You'll have more volume, especially this week when they play the, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, they they'll, they'll have to be throwing a lot more. They'll be in Kansas City, um, and that game is going to be awesome. Uh, I think it's going to be back and forth, and I feel like whoever has the last possession, uh, whoever whoever has the ball last, will probably end up winning the game. Um, that, yeah. that that's the game I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Yeah, um, Bills and Chiefs. Because you know we, uh, you know you you remember you look back to last year the AFC Championship game and uh, Stefan Diggs. You know there was that shot of Stefan Diggs. You know uh, looking at looking you know being an onlooker to the Chiefs uh, Championship uh, trophy uh, celebration, um, and they've been chomping at the bit to to get back to this uh, to get to get back to this yeah. point and get, get some, week, extract some revenge. Five, remember week five they got their first dose of revenge where they played that uh, Sunday night game. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen destroyed them, uh, but we'll—I mean, we'll see. This is definitely going to be a matchup we want to see. On yeah, this the is the, this side, is the this is the moment. Yeah, yeah. On the pass side, there wasn't really much to see. The game was over before halftime. I stopped watching. I know they got a couple <laughs> touchdowns, but it didn't matter. Uh, the offense just didn't just didn't do anything, man. The first half, they just—they look. I don't know. They just look like they were just too cold. Like look like look like uh, Matt Jones was too cold to be out there, but. You know, um, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anything changes next year. They they do need to bring in some weapons, but for the most part, Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne played pretty well um, this season. He did. He was, he pretty, did, he was, he was I, a pretty good pickup. Um, one of the better free agent pickups at wide receiver um, this past offseason. That, was, season, that so. was that must him picking up his play what happened in the second half because I didn't see him in the first. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. He had two touchdowns uh, too. I mean, two garbage time touchdowns, yeah, but nonetheless, yeah. I mean. He was the only receiver that was actually balling out. And then I will also keep a note that we didn't see much Damian Harris because when the game got out of hand, uh, they didn't need his services anymore. So we did see a lot more Stevenson because he can catch the ball. So yeah, uh, just keep in mind uh, next year when they, they're probably gonna, they're going to have both running backs, so uh, they're going to be split in work. So just keep that in mind when you're when you when you're drafting running backs and you start looking at those Patriot running backs. Just know that they're going to be. Cannibalizing each other. Yeah. Uh, another game that was not good was the Rams Cardinals game. Uh, I don't even. There's really nothing to say about this one because yeah. Kyler looked like he was. 
just didn't know what was going on. Um, yeah, he looked lost. Looked like he never played quarterback before in his life. Yeah, it was um, like I think that one was the saddest quarterback performance, honestly. And there was a lot of bad ones. Yeah, but that one. I think that one was the worst. He definitely looked like he didn't know where he was at, how important the game was. Play calling was just as bad, but Jesus, I, there's oh, and he threw that. He threw that awful interception <laughs> on the goal line. You know. Um, Booger McFarland, and we we always give him crap about a lot uh, of the stuff that he says, but he said something very you know like very, very fitting. He said, "What in the Carson Wentz was that?" Yeah, and it, it couldn't have it couldn't have encompassed like uh, I couldn't I couldn't have you know come up with a better description myself. That was a no. pathetic, ter- pathetically, you know, awful interception, awful interception. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is that he got away with those plays during the season, so maybe he just maybe he thought he was going to be saved, but. Um, like I said, there's really nothing to be said about uh, on their end. Uh, you know, I think yes. we, won't, we won't see AJ. AJ was on a one-year deal, so we won't see him next year. We'll see what they do with Ertz. Uh, they might bring back – hopefully they bring back Connor and maybe draft another running back. Yeah, uh, Connor – yeah, Connor and um, Connor and Edmonds are both free agents this year, so it, yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see who they decide to keep. Um, yeah. Maybe they'll keep both. Maybe they'll just keep one and then draft another yeah. guy like you said. But um, that that backfield is is kind of up in the air. Um, so yeah. you, if you have if you're holding any of those guys in in, in a dynasty league, um, you're definitely hoping that their situation you know one one leaves, and you know basically paving the way for the other one to have a primary back role. Yeah. Um, so that that just that situation remains to be seen. And just real quick on the um, on the Rams, uh, Stafford he wasn't asked to do much. I think he threw like nope. seventeen passes. Seventeen passes, game manager. Yeah. Game managing. Um, he threw. Some, he, had, he had some pretty. He had some pretty nice passes um, in the game. Threw a deep ball dip to Van Jefferson, a deep ball to Pecan Makers, a deep ball down down the sideline to Odell Beckham, um, who scored. Who scored a touchdown uh, again? Yeah, another, you know, another touchdown. Another one. Uh, and he threw a forty yard pass. Um, yeah. No, that's so, so. He threw the pass to Cam Akers. No, sorry about that. Yeah. No, it wasn't Stafford. Stafford actually underthrew Cam Akers on a deep ball, but um, Odell Beckham found him for a, like a forty yard game down the sideline. And Cam Akers, yeah. man, like still back back from that Achilles. <laughs> no, I don't even know what to say. It, don't even, it literally doesn't make any sense to me. So and he looked explosive as ever. And <laughs> it doesn't oh, make man. sense, man. Yeah, I, I, he just his his comeback is just is 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 awesome to see. Um, but yeah, I mean that there's really not much to to, to add. Yeah. Um, and then also not much to add. Chiefs and Steelers. Nope. <laughs> oh. Big Ben, his, his you know his his final NFL game, a fitting four point nine yards per, per pass attempt. I mean that's pretty much what we've seen all season from him. So we. Yeah, and then and then Mahomes took a lot of the you know the the negative stuff personally, three hundred <laughs> yards, four hundred yards, four hundred yards and five touchdowns. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I think he had twenty. He was twenty three of twenty four for two hundred twenty yards and four touchdowns on throws under two point five seconds of release time. So he was just he he was dropping back. He knew where he wanted to throw the ball, and that yep. was it. Um, yeah, Kelsey and Tyreek um, did their thing. Um. Jarek McKinnon, Spark X God. Nobody saw oh, that coming. Nobody no, had him no, no props. No, 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 no. Hell <laughs> Six no, for 81 and a touchdown coming, and 61 Jeez. yards rushing. And, you know, uh, Daryl Williams had a toe injury. He only had one carry for four yards. And um, CEH had a shoulder injury. Like, yeah. uh, just real quick on CEH, he's 
literally been like the fourth best running back on his own team this year. Yeah, I, <laughs> or he's currently third, yeah, third fourth best running back on his team. Yeah, right? I don't know what is going to. Once we, you know, we get a little more clarity. Once we get in the offseason, maybe we might know what to do with them right now. You're just gonna have to hold on. If you sell them, you're not gonna get shit. So. You ain't get nothing from him. For him, you ain't get nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. So you know, just. Hold it, hold and, and and hope. That's all you can do. Hold and hope, man. Hold, hold um, and hope. Does the guys around them find other jobs somewhere else? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, in the last game, the Raiders and Bengals. Um, this was at first it was gonna get. It, it looked like it was gonna get ugly, but the Raiders, you know, just kind of found a way to you know hold the to Bengals to field goals instead of touchdowns, and you know, kind of cardiac card kind of kept his. Crackpot, crackpot, car kept his uh, his team in it to the very end yeah. somehow, some way. But um, yeah. the one thing that that came out was obviously Jamar Chase. Uh, they didn't have Casey Hayward following him. They they had Casey following Higgins, which was a little weird to me because Higgins came in with a, a little slight injury. So yeah. when they saw that, they were just like, "Okay, well, you're just gonna get a lot of uh, Chase abuse," and that's basically what happened. Like Trufant and and Payson, uh, they. I mean, they got put. They got put on a billboard, man. Like every time they turned around, and saw the ball get thrown, it was Chase. Like yeah. he had thirty-eight. He had a thirty-eight percent target share, which is the highest that he had the whole season. Was in that game. Uh, yeah. That's something that you want to see when it's playoff time. You get the ball to your players, like to your number one guy. It's it's it's, it's really that simple, you know. <laughs> really that simple. I, I wish I wish some some people in Dallas would understand that, um, especially that guy that we deemed as a as an offensive innovative genius scheming all this bullshit stop routes and i, I don't know I, I i i'm gonna go on another tangent and get pissed off again yeah, so let's yeah, let's yeah, continue let's bring, with the <laughs> let's, bring let's, let's bring it back let's reel it yeah, back in but um, it back in. yeah for las vegas uh you know you saw winfro he did he did a little bit of work eight for 58 you saw waller he he did what he could seven for 76 even Zay Jones again looked pretty good, five for sixty-one in the touchdown. Um, them going and then uh, you know Josh Jacobs, he looked good. Uh, moments thirteen to eighty-three uh, rushing, but they, I mean, they went away from running the ball obviously because they got down a uh, couple scores, yeah, pretty couple scores. Uh, main, I think uh, for Las Las Vegas, they're, they're going to have questions. They they're going to have to answer themselves on the offensive side of the ball, like getting another wide receiver because. Uh, you know, Edwards just ain't it for them for whatever reason. I think Zay Jones is on a, a Brian. I'm a uh, Brian Edwards truther, man. Yeah, it kind of yeah, hurts to say that he's uh, yeah, he's, he's he's underwhelmed that, his first two NFL yeah, seasons. He's on that Nikhil Harry uh, diet, man. Well, I mean, he's actually shown more than Nikhil Harry ever did. So at least that's. I mean, that's not really saying much, though, right? No, that's not. Saying- <laughs> <laughs> not really saying much, but no. Uh, um, yeah, they're definitely going to figure – they need to figure that out. They also need to figure out what they're going to do with Carr. You know, they're looking for a, a coach and a GM. So, we'll see what the next regime wants to do with them. So, and then, um, you know, on the Bengals side, I mean, all systems go. Everybody's back, you know. Uh, Higgins going to be another week healthier. So, maybe you might see more of him versus the Titans. Uh, you know, Boyd is going to do his thing. Um, and, like I said, we saw what Chase was going to do. Uh, and then, you know, Burrow, he – I mean, he did his thing. He didn't have to do too, too much. Yeah. You know, 23, 23, 34, 24, 34 for what, 244 and two touchdowns. So, yeah. um, and, and then, just do you know, the ball to Jamar Chase. That's it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, all right. So now we're going to get to, you know, talking about uh, underdog. 
I know last week we talked about underdog and kind of the, the format and kind of strategy. Again, you know, uh, they have a second chance gauntlet and a, a mitten for the folks that didn't make it through the first time, like I can say for myself. Uh, and myself as well. Yeah, I think the one thing I can take away from uh, this, the Super Wildcard is that I, I was a little overweight on bi-week players. And basically all the all the uh, tournaments I was in, if you didn't have a combination of Josh Allen and, and, and Singletary or – Dawson Knox, uh, you didn't just didn't advance, and I didn't have I just didn't have exposure to him in in that in that way. So, um, yeah. you know, we don't have the bi- we don't have the bye week. So now it's pretty much, you know, you pick who you think is going to go to the Super Bowl. You stack them up if you want to do it that way, or you know, uh, there's other ways to do it. But what were you going to say, Ari? Yeah, no, you said it best, man. Um, you know, you, if you had, you know, if you had any kind of combination of the Bills, or you had, if we had the Bills or the Chiefs, um, or if you had, uh, I don't know, if you if you had maybe a couple of uh, a couple of Rams, or um, if you had Jamar Chase, you know, you 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 be you be in pretty good shape right now. Um, I know at least yeah. the way that I the way that I had mine. Um, I approached it as if it was going to be best ball for the entire postseason, as opposed to just you know, round by round. Um, if I did round by round, I'd be sitting pretty. I'd, I'd be sitting um, in a pretty in a pretty good spot right now because I still I have Tannehill playing this weekend. I have you know I have Aaron Jones, I have Sony Michelle, I have Elijah Mitchell, and then I have Cooper Cup. I have AJ Brown, George Kittle, um, Gabriel Davis, and T Higgins. So that team right now would be you know would, would be competing for like a top spot, but. Since you know, I, I I played I played against guys that had Josh Allen, guys that had Devin Singletary, and and, and then the mm-hmm. Chiefs' offense, uh, your your chances are pretty screwed. Your, your chances are pretty uh, you know non-existent. <laughs> I would yeah. I would say, um, but yeah, and like Gene said, you know you have a second chance, and um, a lot of the strategy is kind of similar. Just who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl? Um, and stacking is important. If you think um, the Green Bay Packers are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Devonte Adams and Devonte Adams and uh, Aaron Rodgers, like that's that, that's a perfect stack. Um, Burrow and Chase, uh, Mahomes and Hill, uh, Josh Allen and Diggs, or Josh Allen and Dawson Knox. You know, these are these are stacks that you can you know that you can look to target, that you can look to go after. Um, you know, while you're you're building your um, your underdog teams um, to see who's going to go to the Super Bowl. Just whoever you have yeah. the most confidence in. Um, don't be afraid to to be overweight on some of those guys. And if you take a swing and miss, then hey, at least your process was right, or at least your thought process was right in terms of who you thought was going to go all the way. Or if you want to have a little balance, like if you want to have you know a small stack, and then you can have uh, you know a, an elite running game, like or elite running back like Derrick Henry, or if you want to have um, you know Aaron Jones with his touchdown upside and his ability to break a long run, you can do that as well. Um, maybe stack Brady and Evans, and then run it back with. You know, maybe Aaron Jones, and then have you know uh, Odell Beckham as one of your other flex spots, or some or some some combination of that. Just depending on how the draft falls, that's kind of a similar yep. way that I would kind of approach it. Yep, this is just a good way of us saying that we went oh, we went oh for oh for in uh <laughs> in our in our 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 first week of our wild card uh, gauntlet teams, but yeah. like we said. They have a second chance for you to redeem yourself. I'm definitely going to be trying to redeem myself. Uh, another uh, one thing, just to make sure that you, when you're trying to figure out who you want to go go with, just make sure that whatever 
that you want to go out and like, you know, visually see the bracket and pick the teams who you think are going to advance. And that will definitely help you in terms of like your roster build. So like, if you don't believe that, you know, if, let's say the Titans, if you just don't believe that they're going to make it to the second round, don't like, draft any of them. They're going to be one of the, you don't have to draft any of them. Or if you're confident, they're like, Hey, I think Jack Heron will not only play, but he's going to get his re- regular workload. Uh, and we know what he can do in the playoffs, then you can spend you can spend uh, a pick on him because you know you're going to get an output that you might not get from from said player that you might drop draft in the back end that might play that might potentially play three games and might not even equal the one game total that Derrick Henry is going to potentially get. So yeah. I also want to keep that in mind. And then, yeah, and also, then we're going to. Yeah, just real quick. Yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah. I'm also I was going to post my a couple of my teams um, as I draft them um, later on in the week, just so you guys can oh, see yeah. Yeah, uh, some of some of the logic that I'm going to um, be used, you know, using um, to to for these roster builds. But yeah, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Do, I'm going to do the same. But I was going to say that again. You want to also keep in mind of some of these teams if you understand how the 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 functionality of their offense. So like. I use Tennessee, so we already they know we know they're a very condensed offense. It's either going to be Henry, AJ, or Julio, uh, and that's pretty much it. So um, you could look. I mean, if you know they're condensed like that, um, you could I mean, you could very well stack Tannehill and 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 AJ or Henry and and AJ, or you could take Henry and Tannehill. But again, like we said, like if you're not confident that they're they're not going to play more than one game, then you don't have to. Don't have to do that. Uh, and then, and then, just another. Just conversely, like if you're not confident, they're, they're not. If you're not confident, they're going to play more than one game. But let's say that one game they do play, you know, it's a it's a wild shootout, and they just go off. Like mm-hmm. let's say AJ Brown has like ten catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns. That'll still help you in the week, and you yeah. know that that'll still help you in that week. Um, and then just make yeah. sure you have like a backup plan and with your other flex spots. Um, yep. Make sure you draft well and, and kind of spread it around, you know, amongst amongst your other flex spots, and then you you should yep. still be in good in pretty good shape. Um, yep. So you, you, can, you, can still, you can still be less confident in in some of these people that are not advancing, but hey, you may get a lot of points along the way. Um, yeah, before ten roster spots, so you can you can be creative with the ten. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I've one one draft I did see, I, I did I did have already done. Um, since there's only eight teams left, uh, it would be a little weird to the draft two quarterbacks. You might not want to waste two spots on two quarterbacks unless unless you really think that the you're picking late. If you're getting a quarterback late, then I, I can understand that because the later you pick is obviously going to be a quarterback that you might not be as confident in. Like, let's say you wait and you get Jimmy G, then you yeah. probably, you probably want to try and get like, Tannehill is probably going to be the other quarterback left out there or, or maybe, maybe Stafford. So that would be the time where you probably want to double up on a quarterback. Outside of that, if you, I mean, I don't see a reason unless, unless you, you think you're, you know, your running backs and your, and your uh, wide receivers slash tight ends are, are so, so solid that you, you can still not double up on a quarterback as such. So, yeah. Um, you got anything else in, in terms of underdog? No. Um, I mean, I think that's it. I mean, honestly, like just, you know, just be mindful of, you know, just, you know, who, who do you, who do you think is going to advance? Ultimately it's, it's yeah. about who do you think is going to advance and just, you know, kind of use that and build that into your logic. And then, uh, 
and then hopefully you can uh, you know make some money in advance um, to the next yeah. round. Yeah, and also keep in mind of the uh, you know the over unders. Uh, so like for instance, all these games are pretty much at at forty seven up to fifty three and a half. Fifty three and a half is obviously yeah, high scoring games. Bills and, yeah, Bill, Bills and Chiefs. So these are going to be decently scored games for the most part. So uh, also keep that in mind when you when you're building your rosters. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, now we're talking about props. I know last week all my, my props uh, pissed the bed. They, they, they weren't ready for prime time. Um, you know, but the uh, process was right. The process. Yeah, was the right. process was right. Just, you know, those games, those games just got out of hand, got out of hand for uh, for uh, Damian Harris and, um, and uh, Zach Ertz uh, yeah. for Derek Carr. Uh, he, he was able to, you know, make a lot of plays that I didn't think he was going to be able to make. So, uh, you know, and then I know for yours, yours, I mean, you went basically perfect. You pushed on the, on the, uh, pushed on the Gronk. The Gronk. Yeah, yeah. I went two Oh and one and I hit the bonus with, with Cedric Wilson's over 39 yeah. and a half. Well, so. I, I guess I hit that one. Cause I was going to play, I was going to play that one too. So at least I got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got that one. That one was, that one was uh, a no brainer in my opinion. But you know, it's a new week. You know, we're not. Maybe we'll uh, we'll be we'll be ready to go. So, my props that I picked. Uh, my first one is uh, Tyler Tyler Higby, tight end for the Rams, over thirty nine and a half uh, receiving yards versus Tampa Bay. Uh, we just saw Tampa Bay get abused by uh, by uh, Dallas Goddard, and Dallas Goddard was pretty much the main target uh, for the Eagles. They knew they were going to go to him, and they still couldn't really stop him. Uh, yeah. Tampa Bay is the 11th friendliest uh, to the uh, tight end position. Uh, we did uh, see this matchup earlier in the season, uh, week three. Uh, Tyler Higby went five for 40, uh, which is, which would be right above that. And then also the last five weeks, Tyler Higby is, is averaged, I think he's averaged over 39 and a half um, receiving yards per game. So uh, I think that mixed with like them having to pay attention to all the other weapons on the field. I think they'll, they'll leave Tyler Higby in some in some spots to be open and, and be able to, to reach the, that receiving mark. Yeah. Um, my second one is Dawson Knox, tight end of the Buffalo Bills, 39 over, over 39 and a half receiving yards also versus Kansas city. Uh, week five, we saw, we saw Buffalo beat uh, Casey down, and a lot of that was, uh, you know, Dawson Knox just wide open. He went middle three. of the field was wide open. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember watching that game. I was like, wow. Yeah, they cannot cover that the Sunday night field. game. Yeah, yep. that Sunday night game was crazy. Uh, three for one seventeen and a touchdown. Uh, uh, last week we saw him go five for eighty nine and two touchdowns. Casey uh, is in the middle of the pack and defending the tight end position. Uh, the one area of the for that team that they struggled with, I think in their secondary was, was their safeties covering uh, the middle of the field. I think outside they've been, they've been really, really solid, uh, but the middle of the field, they, they've struggled. So I think Dawson Knox uh, will be able to, to uh, take advantage of that. And again, with this, with this team, they got a lot of various weapons to uh, pay attention to. Uh, and I think they'll leave Dawson Knox one-on-one with like, the honey badger and he dwarfs over him. So I, he, yeah. I think he'd be able to, to, to reach this mark also. Yeah. Uh, and then my last one, same game, Pat Mahomes over 17 and a half uh, rushing yards versus Buffalo. Oh, uh, man, Pat Mahomes. 
Yeah, Pat Mahomes has averaged 22 uh, rush yards per game for the season. Uh, when they played uh, in week five, he had eight rushes for 61 yards. And then last week he had three for 29 versus Pittsburgh. Um, so, I, and yeah. And I think one of the one of the props that I know, uh, Ray, when you hear him talk about props on on the wake up, on his wake up shows. Quarterback rushing yards. Quarterback props. Yeah, quarterback rushing yards have been a smash if you've really been paying attention to it. So, yeah, uh, I think this I think this one's definitely an a easy one to get. Yeah, I'm gonna put that one in right after, right after the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got, I got three props for this week. My first one, um, I think this is gonna be my favorite one. Just gonna go back to the Debo Samuel well over, over a half a touchdown. So basically, betting on him to score a touchdown. Um, he has nine rushing touchdowns on the season. He has seven rush TDs that are of at least ten yards, which is the most in the NFL. And six, mm-hmm. and you know, Green Bay has been pretty spotty against the run since week ten. They're 27th in rush DVOA, 27th in rush EPA per play. They're 32nd in rush success rate, and they're 32nd in explosive runs allowed. And explosive runs are 10 plus uh, yards, uh, rush, uh, 10 plus yard runs. Uh, so, you know, Debo Samuel has a rush t- rushing touchdown in seven of his last nine games, and, and overall, he's a touchdown in eight of his last nine games. So, he's a touchdown machine. Um, he has all he has 15 touchdowns on the season. This is a pretty easy smash for me. Uh, Debo Samuel over half a touchdown without without a doubt. Um, my next one is George Kittle over 45 and a half receiving yards. Um, mm. On one hand, you're saying, hey, look, you know, George Kittle only has 89 yards in four career playoff games. So, you know, why are you taking this prop? Well, um, first of the Packers, he has three career games versus the Packers. He has three. He has 17 catches and 251 yards and a touchdown um, against, you know, against the Packers in three career games. And I think he's due for and for an explosion game because you did see, you know, in the middle of the season, those back-to-back games over 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 150 yards, um, in in 10 catches. Um, so he's more than capable of exploding at any given moment in time. And they're going to have to, you know, potentially pass more um, to keep up with Green Bay's offense. Um, so I, I like this um, over prop for George Kittle. I think he's. I think this is a um, a, a bounce back, get right spot for him. 45 and a half receiving yards seems kind of low for him, especially if he's, you know, with his explosive nature and his ability to get, you know, over a hundred yards at any given moment in time. I like this. I like, uh, like this prop a lot. And then finally I have Josh Allen over 275 and a half passing yards versus the chiefs. Um, in the last meeting, he did torch them for 315 yards and three touchdowns on that Sunday night, as we um, previously discussed. And then last week he had 300, um, 300 yards and five touchdowns on only 25 pass attempts. That pass volume is going to go up. I'm not, I don't know about the efficiency, but um, I think he can easily clear 275 yards because they're they should be um, passing um, the ball more since they are uh, road underdogs against the Chiefs. Um, so I, I like this. I like this um, number a lot for Josh Allen because he's been on fire yeah. as of late, and um, you know Kansas City will have their hands full with those weapons in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I, I need a, like a couple of these in. I like, I like some of these. Now, yeah. now looking at it, yeah. Uh, you know, this is the end of the show. Uh, Ike, you got anything else for us before we get up out of here? Yeah, um, just you know, good luck to everyone that is that are complete. You know, come you know, uh, joining these uh, these playoff contests, especially you know on underdog, you have another chance to to kind of right your wrongs from last week. 
I know we have some uh, some wrongs to right, and we're going to definitely correct our mistakes and get better at this. Um, and hopefully we come out on top this, this week. And um, if you're playing in any other DFS platforms like DraftKings or anything like that, um, you know, just you know, a lot of these, you know, same principles apply. You know, stacking is really important. Or if you're just doing like a one-game slate or, you know, captain showdown or whatever the case may be, um, you know, just make sure you, you know, you kind of follow some of these um, – some of these uh, steps and you'll, you, you should be successful. There's a lot of good games to choose from a lot of high scoring games this, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, upcoming, you know, Rams bucks probably gonna be high scoring chiefs, uh, chiefs, bills, tight, uh, uh, Titans, Titans and Bengals all going to be high scoring. So I'm looking forward to it for, to a lot of these games. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's opportunities. Too, there. There's opportunities. Yeah. There. Yeah, I think all of these games should be much closer. I mean, spread-wise, they look much closer than last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking at the matchups, I think they should be much closer. So hopefully, all the should. favorites. Hopefully, all the favorites don't win again. Well, <laughs> that, that's not true. All favorite. All the favorites didn't win except for one. No. Team. Yeah, except one. Sad, sad, sad. I definitely need to take this banner down, but. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, once we, you know, it's good to talk about. Uh, different types of strategies now and how we switched over to underdog trying to keep people engaged uh, once the season's over. I know we're going to definitely dive into, uh, you know, team situations and and future outlooks for their fantasy, uh, for the fantasy season. So, you know, you know, stick with us and uh, we'll have some, some heat for y'all these coming up weeks. So until then, you know, you can catch us uh, again on, on, uh, on Twitter, our, our, Official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. You can find me at uh, Fantasy Genes. That's G E N E S. You can find Ike at just under uh, just underscore Ike nine on Twitter. Also, uh, you can you know fi- find us on on YouTube to see our pretty faces. If you want to just you know look at us as we talk instead of just listening to us, uh, you can find. He, he's us luckily on- though. He's luckily though. <laughs> <laughs> you can find you can find us on, on any of your favorite streaming platforms under the destination uh, uh, destination Debbie Radio Network. Uh, we got a lot a lot of content uh, that you can enjoy. a lot of dope shows. Y'all gotta uh, check out, man. Definitely, yeah. man. wide range of, of, of analysts talking about fantasy football. So you know, hit subscribe, hit the thumbs up. You know, rate us five stars on on Apple or, or Spotify. Um, you know. Until then, you know, you can find us next week. We'll be here talking fantasy again. Peace out.